How's it going? My name is Grant. This is my first podcast for my sports broadcasting class. As I sit here and make this, about an hour ago, Antonio Brown just became a New England Patriot. Just absolutely fleeced the Oakland Raiders. Just pulled a quick one. Um, this was obviously coordinated the entire time. We'll get into it. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Atlanta Braves a little bit. Um, best team in baseball since the month of May. They're hot. I'm rooting for him. I'm excited for him. Let's just kind of hop into this right now. Um, so, yes, Antonio Brown just went full-on Terrell Owens, doing ab crunches in the driveway, get me out of town, gets out of Oakland, gets out of a what I think would be a miserable situation. I think it would be miserable to hear about the Raiders all year. I never saw this working, not for a second. Once you don't show up on time to your own introduction, you know, press conference, uh, yeah, that's pretty much a wrap. It, don't know how the Raiders didn't see this from a mile away. I guess it's just the stupidity of the front office. I mean, you did hire a draft analyst on the NFL Network to be your GM. Um, you did hire a coach to be to a 10-year contract for $100 million after he was out of the game for about, I think he was probably 10 years. Um so just a complete and utter mess on Oakland's end. Antonio Brown, congratulations. I know I was hating on you. Um, I know I was calling you annoying. Um, I thought you had CTE already. I thought I didn't understand at the time why you were fighting to get a new helmet. It all makes sense now. It is, it's all the dots are connected. It was to get out of Oakland and you leave a terrible situation and you join probably the best situation you could have been given. Um, so congrats. Uh, obviously, the money's not an issue. I would probably be a little bit upset if I missed out on $30 million. But, you know, a chance to play with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, win a Super Bowl. Congrats. Absolutely congrats. Let's just kind of go over the timeline of all of this stuff that has just transpired over the past few months. Um, like I said, Shows up late to his own press conference is kind of where it all starts. Um, shows up with a blonde mustache. That's kind of where it was all just really odd to me. Everything seemed off. It just didn't look like a fit to begin with. And I'm not talking about the mustache. That was obviously totally didn't look right. Totally didn't fit. Um, then we're going to jump into the next event, which was the whole helmet situation. The NFL went on, you know, banned a helmet. I think if it's 10 years or older, uh, the helmet can't be used anymore. Trying to protect the players, all of that stuff. Antonio Brown threatens to never play again. Um, he files, I think, two grievances or two lawsuits. Grievances, I think, is the correct term. Um, with the NFL, uh, loses both, obviously. Um, another company comes in. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I think it's Zenith. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right either. Uh, gives him an endorsement deal. Gives him a new helmet, the, the one he essentially wants. Um, I know that company has Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson on board. They're two of their, I guess, headliner athletes that wear their helmet. Um, gets that. And then to follow that, we uh, Antonio Brown gets frostbite on his feet. Um, apparently, it's a therapy He's done a whole bunch, but, you know, of course, once you get to Oakland, I mean, I wouldn't want to play in Oakland either. Um, he gets frostbite on his feet. Uh, I think it was all a ploy to miss training camp. 
to not have to play. It sounds like an extremely painful and uncomfortable way to go about it rather than just, you know, say sit out or release me. He just decided, you know what, let's go all out. Let's make this look like an accident. Frostbite. That's what we're going with. Gets, gets frostbite on his feet. Um, so yeah, doesn't go to training camp. Frostbite. Practices a little bit with the team. I will say that, but nothing too extreme. Um, let's see. This week, here we are. We're fighting with the GM after he gets fined uh, for you know not showing up to practice or any of the walkthroughs. Um, Vontez Burfitt, the absolute dirtiest player in the NFL is trying to be, you know, the voice of reason and hold back Antonio Brown from essentially punching his general manager or otherwise known as um, your boss in the face. Um, and then punts the football and says, find me for that. He does get fined. And then yesterday we have the story of Antonio Brown gives an emotional apology to the team. They accept it. They find him. They're not going to suspend him because they need to field an actual competitive football team. Antonio Brown was really their only hope of that happening. And now he's not there. Um, I wake up this morning to a whole bunch of texts from two different fantasy football group chats. Antonio Brown saying, release me, gets released. And then now here we are. He's with the New England Patriots. Antonio Brown, a round of applause. Um, Great job. That was unbelievable. Uh, congrats. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm really at a loss for words for this. Um, didn't see the Patriots as a fit, to be completely honest. I saw something on Twitter that they'd, if he was released, he would be, you know, Vegas had the New England Patriots as the uh, front runners to land him. I didn't really agree with that just because, you know, they don't, they do take flyers on people, but I thought Antonio Brown was a little too loud for that locker room. I know they have Josh Gordon or they traded for him. Excuse me. Uh, I think Josh Gordon's situation is a little bit different. You know, substance abuse, smoking too much weed. Um, just that was, I think it's a separate issue of itself. Um, but yeah, so now the Patriots have Antonio Brown. They have Josh Gordon. They got Sony Michelle. They got Tom Brady. They got, you know, I'm sure a very capable defense. And, you know, I'll talk to you guys in about three months and I'm sure they'll be in the Super Bowl again or vying for us, you know top seed in the AFC to go to another Super Bowl. It's just, you know, it's the Patriot way. They just keep finding ways to get these players on their team. All right, uh, let's kind of switch gears here. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Like I mentioned, um, best team in baseball since the month of May. Uh, A beat writer tweeted that out. Can't remember which one it was. I know it wasn't Grant McCauley, um, just a different beat writer. Um, I think the Braves are on a collision course to just meet the – Dodgers and the NLCS, um, they have the roster, they have the depth in the lineup to do it. You know, Acuna, Albies, Donaldson, Freeman, uh, Dansby's even had a really, really good year. Uh, they don't even have Nick Markakis back. They don't have Austin Riley back. I mean, once they get those guys back and healthy, um, they're going to be off and rolling. They're going to be ready. The bullpen's been solidified. You have Melanson and Shane Green in the back. Uh, I don't know if those two, I think those two are just trading off saving opportunities. I know Shane Green closed it out last night. And I think that's because Melanson threw a whole bunch of pitches the night before, but regardless, he gets it done. Um, they're just in a really good spot. They're in a really good spot. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about with them would definitely be the, uh, starting rotation, not for 
talent wise per se, but um, definitely just to see which starters they use. Uh, traditionally, you do a three man rotation in the DS. Some teams do a three man rotation throughout the playoffs. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if they use a four man rotation. Uh, I think the top two, without a doubt, are going to be Dallas Keuchel and Mike Soroka. I think Soroka is going to be the game one starter uh, for the DS, and then Dallas Keuchel. And I think if you flip a coin on it, you're going to have Julio Tehran or Max Freed. I know a bunch of diehard Atlanta Braves baseball fans really, really want Freed to start. I know Tehran's been kind of, you know, on the downside of people liking him over the past few years. I feel like he's t- talked about in every offseason trade for the Braves. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, he's just in the offseason talks. Uh, he's still there. He had a, he's had a really good year, but I think that's just kind of where um, Snicker's going to have to make a tough decision. Either way, whoever doesn't get that spot, they'll move to the bullpen. It's good to have those extra arms in the bullpen. Uh, the playoffs, it's you can't have too much pitching. You just really can't. If you need to take up a few more extra roster spots in the playoffs if for pitching, so be it. Um, and I think that's what uh, Snickers probably going to end up doing. I just think that this is this could be the year for the Braves. I really believe it. Um, keep the momentum rolling. Once, like I said, once they get Nick Markakis back, Austin Riley back, it'll be interesting to see if Austin Riley plays a whole bunch. Um, but I think that's going to be. Uh, I think they're going to be the team to beat. I know the Dodgers have the best record in the NL, or the National League, excuse me, right now. But I definitely think the Braves are going to give them a run for their money if they meet in the NLCS. I just, I don't see the Cubs, the Cardinals, or the um, either one of those teams, two teams, really competing with them. I don't think the Nationals will give them too much of a hard time. I know they're kind of out of the playoff, or not the playoff picture, the uh, division picture right now. I think the Braves got that on lock, and I think that's what we're going to be looking at. Um, so I think that's going to conclude my first uh, episode of my podcast, uh, and thank you for listening.